0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for July 18th, the 8th Sunday after Pentecost, proper, 11. Uh, And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Now, Bruce, on this morning, how are you?
1: I am good. We're having this faux fall weather, so I'm a happy camper. I'm a... I'm a dude built for bulky sweatshirts. so it's, <laughs> it's okay, good yeah, weather. I mean, that's fair.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I like it. Uh, um, I, I was gonna say something about like that doesn't really mesh with the California vibe that you kind of have, uh, from right. years past. I mean, it's more of a Seattle kind of thing. That's, <laughs> hey, if it works well, for you.
1: Well, there there are a lot of foggy mornings in the, especially in the summertime at the beach. So. Uh, Sweatshirts are part of the
0: uniform. Fog or smog? I guess it depends on what part of California you're. Right, talking about. right. So, but uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, we're, yeah, we we have like kind of fall-like weather, but man, we're in the middle of July. We're about to uh, hit August. Uh, kids are gonna go back to school here in a few weeks. Like it's kind of crazy. It's, it's 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 very crazy. Time, the time flies, the time flies. And but I still
1: the, have not had a good summer tomato. So that's I, the thing I really love about yeah. summer, the produce.
0: I haven't the yet produce. either. I've got a couple on the vine that are...
1: Yeah, we have them on working. the vine.
0: We're, they're working on them, but... Yeah. None, none yet. But, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean... As, as we're, as we're like a, a knee deep in the middle of, uh, actually kind of coming close to the end of summer, uh, for, uh, if we're talking about, uh, school wise, um, um, but, but middle of the summer for, for kind of the church calendar for sure. And, um, what, what all, what all do we have going on at the church? Uh, uh as we all take this time off,
1: uh, um, otherwise, <laughs> I was going to say, turn the brain on. Don't let the brain
0: turn Uh, off. The coffee's working. The coffee's working. We're we're working on it. Slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to
1: share a night at the uh, City of Fishers concert series coming up. Um, Everyone from the parish, all ages, are invited to enjoy that.
0: Is that that uh, at the Nickel Plate Theater? Is it we we all going to go over that yeah. there? Is that what that is? Okay, cool. yeah.
1: And uh, the book groups continuing to meet through the summer, and they're reading another great book. Um, and there's one other thing that I'm just blanking on, so. I I recommend going to holyfamilyfishers.org.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, that is that is the that is the good and sensible direction to go for for, for great information. Don't, don't don't come here for that kind of thing. You come yeah. here for our, we 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 read the Bible here. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is, where, this is where the important scholarship is but, taking place. The, 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 the calendar of events is stored elsewhere. <laughs> but, uh, Another
1: set of brain cells. Exactly. And, like, and as you kind of alluded to earlier, uh, uh,
0: that part of my brain's not working yet. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, I know the big, the big thing that actually hasn't gotten much publicity yet, but the choir is getting ready to actually start mm. choiring together.
0: Yeah, we are we're we're working on that. That is that is definitely true. So yeah, yeah if there, if anybody has any interest in uh, checking out the choir and maybe participating, feel free to uh, get a hold of uh, the the office, uh, the admin at HFEC and we, they can pass or .org, they can pass on the information
1: to uh, to Bethany, yeah. my wife, uh, the 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 director of music. Yeah, uh, and she truly welcomes all levels of experience and skill. Mm-hmm. And, it's far from a oh you got to try out and be able do, to do this that or the yeah, other we, thing.
0: we right? do check credentials. We want to know what what's what school of music you went to. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. Uh, you don't just, have you don't have to wear sweaty
1: vestments or anything. It's, uh, but it is a. Right. I am told it is a lot of fun. It looks like you guys are having a great time when you we, sing together. We very much do. We very much do. And sweaty vestments
0: are not, yeah, as you pointed out, not required. But you know what? If you're down for them, uh, we're not going to hold it against you either. I mean, you can wear your sweaty vestments if that's the thing for you. Um, uh, <laughs> truly embracing the all are welcome mantra. That's true. Um, that's true. Sweaty vestments and all. Um well uh, uh but yeah there, there's like like you pointed out, there's uh plenty of things going on at the church. Visit uh, uh HFEC. HFEC.org. That works holy Family Fishers.org, HFEC.org. All roads lead to Holy Family. Um and uh, unless you're uh, on
1: hundred and sixteenth where there's a tunnel being done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all detours lead to <laughs> holy family. There you go. <laughs> yeah would be uh, that, that actually might be a, a pretty great bumper sticker um, yeah. <laughs> um so let's uh let's move to our person of the day though yes. uh, uh i will give you the years uh july uh, this one we have a lot more specific because it's a little bit more recent july twenty seventh, 1841 to october 9th 1936 and your individual is harriet amelia kaiser
1: Oh, tip of my tongue, edge of my brain. Okay, nope.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Uh, like I said, some of those brain cells aren't firing yet. Uh, I, uh, we'll just come back to it at the end. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Harriet uh, uh, Amelia Kaiser uh, was a social reformer who lived and worked in New York City for almost a century.
1: I hate to say it, but I actually knew that much. I should have done my usual patter, so looked. I looked a little smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go uh, on,
0: go on. But, but uh, I mean, that simple uh, sentence uh, does pretty much carry uh, a fair amount of bulk of her work, but. As we normally do on this podcast, I'm going to give her her due and uh, 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 go into a little bit more uh, detail. She was active in the labor movement and the campaign for women's suffrage. From 1896 to 1926, she served as the executive secretary of the Church Association for the Interests of Labor, or CAL... Uh, which I didn't know necessarily existed, but I wasn't alive then. So, uh, and she sometimes even edited its journal, the Hammer and Pen, uh, uh, which is a great name for a labor uh, yeah, a, <laughs> the labor movement journal. That's awesome. Uh, she published her investigations of the working conditions and labor practices of industries ranging from New England fisheries to New York garment factories, and she led numerous refer- reforms. As a result, she championed tenement house. Regulations
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and prohibition of child labor, which is a terrifying thing to realize that we had to champion uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the in the uh, late 18, uh, 1900s, uh, early or, or, or late late eighteen hundreds early nineteen hundreds. I was going with the century and did it wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, her she she had two books uh, uh, or she had several books, but uh, it includes on the borderland and uh, which it was the use of uh, on the use of music as therapy for mental ill patients, uh, and thorns in your side, uh, which again, highlighted unfair labor practices, but she also wrote a biography of Bishop Henry Codman Potter, man, that's a long name. Um, and, uh, of New York, uh, called the people's friend, uh, a, she was an active member of the society of champions of the Holy cross. I'd be very curious to know, uh, that organization, what they, what all they did, uh, and then she joined other members of that society in petitioning the 1907 General Convention to involve the church more efficiently, or sorry, effectively, in issues of social justice. So she was a social justice champion, and that led her uh, to her appointment of the Joint Commission on Social Service. Uh, so no slouch. <laughs> and, it's what
1: it's what a good institution does. Bury them on a committee. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's where her thing ends. So I assume that that appointment is what killed her. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, holy cow! You want to talk about uh, uh, accomplishing things and doing things and wow, uh, um, um, putting putting uh, uh, us and the accomplishments of this small podcast to shame for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Just, just in case there is any illusion that we should pop out there that this was going to land us on the, in in the Episcopal Dictionary of the Church. <laughs> this work does not rise to that level.
1: No. Though <laughs> so I have been buried on at least one church committee, but <laughs> that, 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 hey, same, same. That's my I'm, only connection. I'm,
0: I'm well on my way then. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so 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 that's Harriet. Amelia Kaiser and Kaiser. If you want to learn, uh, know any more is K E Y S E R. Oh, I you should have said I, that at the beginning. No <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. There you go. <laughs> so, so I could be also wrong on the uh, on the pronunciation. Maybe it's a, a, a Kaiser or, or or some other pronunciation, and not uh, not more the German Kaiser. Uh, but that's what I went with, and so apologies to Harriet if I was uh, incorrect in that. So. But uh, but yeah, uh, social reform. Uh, good thing, good thing, all that good work is done, and we don't have to do any more of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and thank you for laughing at the appropriate moment, because <laughs> well,
1: because I I was just about to say a lot of modern Americans don't realize what a huge time of social reform the early 1900s were. First, basically. Um, the first quarter of the 20th century and they just put us to shame as to what as to the amount of work so many individuals and organizations put into changing the united states for the better and also Mm -hmm. around the world
0: yeah it's a a very interesting time because it was um it it would you you had kind of the industrial revolution meeting modern society um Mm -hmm. and um this really strange mashup, I think of, uh, of, of, you know, the industry and capitalism and, um, um just good common sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like smacking each other around, uh, 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 and uh, there, there are still obviously, as as we kind of hinted at, uh, reverberations of a, a lot of that uh, oh, to yeah. this day. Uh, and and uh, the the work has not uh, has not ceased, nor been fully accomplished. So um, there's still plenty plenty to do there in, in, in matters of trying to get those those uh, sometimes competing interests to mesh together.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So, um, let us then leave Harriet and move on to our lectionary readings, uh, for the day. Uh, and it's been a couple of weeks since I said it, but you know, shout out to Samuel that we keep, uh, uh, uh skipping <laughs> over, um, first and second Samuel, a lot of, lot of, uh, fun stories about, uh, uh Kings and, uh. Uh, servants of God, and how uh, sometimes they work together and sometimes they work against each other. <laughs> and uh, some fantastic stories there in and second Samuel. so if you if you're not a part of the book club and 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 uh, you want something to read uh, while they finish out the this current book that they're in, uh, we could suggest first and second Samuel since it's yeah. an optional reading through a lot of these weeks, and we've been going with the uh, the other uh, reading option. And-
1: And frankly, it's easier to to get uh, First and Second Samuel if you read it straight through rather than Mm -hmm. wait a week between each reading because it it's got some really good narratives. But because of the the lectionary, they have to be broken up. Uh, So I, it's definitely a book you sit down and read and go, oh, that's how that came about.
0: Yeah, it's 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 linear in thought in in that it it, yeah. it follows along um, uh, kind of a storyline. It's not as it's not as uh, through and through a narrative arc uh, necessarily as one would expect from like a, 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 a you know a murder mystery or or well, yeah. what have you. But it is uh, as far as like of a chronological <laughs> exactly. But as far as like a chronological historical text, uh, there's 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 a lot of. That's kind of the way it, 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 it follows through, is, is is kind of more like a, like a almost like a history book uh, uh, with with some narrative.
1: <laughs> the I, And I would put it the other way around, where it's a some narrative, narrative with a little with bit of history. Some history.
0: <laughs> a dash Actually, of history.
1: That, that's just being a, a jerk. Uh, really, what I was going <laughs> to say was, <laughs> uh, it's a theology book with mm-hmm. some history in it. And even the history is a little sketchy. Sometimes but okay. It it, it's fascinating that one of the primary leaders in the history of Judeo Christianity, David David, Mm -hmm. is portrayed warts and all. And a lot of folks don't realize that they just think of the highlight reel of his life. But first and second Samuel show the um very many ways in which David was not faithful and Mm -hmm. yet still reconciled with God. You know, God reached out to David over and over. So it's a really neat book that way to let us know we're not supposed to, God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but we do need to return home again and
0: again. Right. Yeah. And especially if we, if you can, if you can uh, remove from your mind uh, the, the, the fact that he is a King, uh, he's very much the kind of person as you read. Like, oh, yeah, okay, so this is this is like the uh, the potential me. This is a mistake yeah. that I that I very much could make. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not a king, so like you throw that back in there, you, you could be inclined to be like, I would never. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we would. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's there's a lot of it. familiar mistakes there if you <laughs> look at it.
1: Yeah, some parts of it occurs to me read more like People Magazine than a great (laughs) history book. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Very true. But uh, so with that teaser, we're going to ignore it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. With with that said, uh, with that shout out to uh, First and Second Samuel, let's talk about Jeremiah instead. Um, Jeremiah chapter twenty-three, verse one through six: Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them. Who will shepherd? Who will shepherd them? And they shall no longer—they uh, shall not fear any longer. I gotta read it right. Um, <laughs> or be dismayed. Nor shall any be missing. Says the Lord. The days are surely coming. Says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his j- days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. Um, I'm going to start here at the very end uh, uh, because, uh, again, as we've said many times before, um, punctuation is not in the original writings, but uh, right. th- the translators put quotes around, the Lord is our righteousness, kind of applying to me, and this is the name by which he will be called. And then a name is inserted. Can you? Do you have available to me what that is? Is it like a like a? Uh, um, yeah. Is it just like a, a, a Hebrew word for that means the Lord is our righteousness?
1: Yes, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to work the pronunciation out. It's because it's Hebrew. Uh,
0: yeah, it's been a long time since I did any uh, <laughs> Hebrew studies, <laughs> which I actually did do there for like a summer. Oh, uh, good for was, you. Uh, well, yeah, I forgot it all, uh, but <laughs> I do Your know thing. I did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so you no longer know just enough to be dangerous. You just don't know anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> At
0: <laughs> one time I was dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. The name is Z- Zetekiah. Okay. Okay. Um, and that that is a word that means the Lord is our righteousness.
0: Hmm. Dude, it sounds it, it. sounds like that would it. it very much like a like a, a a name, and I know lots of biblical names do have that kind of. Uh, there's like the dual meaning of what the, almost what all is. of them. Oh yeah, like I said, almost all of them, except for if I'm not mistaken. Like, uh, didn't we have this conversation before? Some of some of the the names that God gave people, like wasn't it uh, uh, Sarah and and Abraham, where it was like. Basically, those are brand new names. Did we have that conversation before, or am I We might something? have. I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just say it's back. Maybe to I was going. in your Hebrew class.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, in all seriousness, I, I'm I think the moving it from Abra, a, now I can't say it with my dyslexia, Abra to Abraham. That was the renaming that God did that created a brand new name gotcha okay okay so it wasn't the whole thing but the but yeah god gave it a modifier that was like oh whoa that's not <laughs> wait, your what best. does that mean <laughs> well yeah because it's not your dad anymore
0: right right yeah um so so i find that i find that interesting so so i i wonder if there's i wonder if there was any people who read jeremiah who was like wait is that me like dude. <laughs> oh
1: they knew who it was
0: Oh, they knew who it was.
1: Yeah, because um, that. At, okay, this was written almost certainly while the um, while Jeremiah's audience was in exile in Babylonia, and the Babylonian king had approved the the Lord is our righteousness to be the king when they were released from exile and got to return. Oh, okay. So this is, this is really an endorsement of what otherwise, otherwise people might think, Oh, this guy's a puppet. Gotcha. Jeremiah saying,
0: no, this guy really could be good. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. A stamp of approval from God. Sort of. Grade A king.
1: (laughs) More, More like the dude's got potential. Let's see how he does. Hmm. Because. A little bit more
0: tacit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and there are very few prophecies, I'm, I can't think of any where the prophet says, oh, this guy's going to succeed 100%, guaranteed, that's it. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of human free will. Again, gotcha. footnote, Samuel, David has resources to God like nobody else during his time, and he's still screwed up repeatedly. True. True. Um, so here Jeremiah is saying, we got, you know, we got to see if this guy stays faithful, but he's starting out that way.
0: I got you. This is the, the let's give this guy a chance. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, kind of endorsement.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I go ahead. And uh, Christians have often taken this passage to make it a prophecy of Jesus, of Jesus's coming. Not oh, because realizing a like
0: the, uh, uh, the righteous branch reference,
1: yeah, and and the Lord is our righteousness and that sort of thing. Not not realizing, oh, <laughs> this, this has already been dibsed.
0: <laughs> right Con- context, people. I mean, I, I suppose a prophecy. There's nothing that says a prophecy can't come true twice, but uh,
1: I mean, yeah, and actually, I, I agree with you on that. In all seriousness, It could be God saying, "Yeah, you <laughs> this saw is this my work. this is my two
0: for uh, my, my <laughs> two for prophecy." <laughs> I'm being <laughs> I'm well, very for- being very judicious with my time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cut and paste. Cut and paste. Cut and uh, <laughs>
0: cut. <laughs> That's, i suppose i suppose it's possible but that's a pretty i mean in my mind i, I, I nothing against uh, those who, who feel that way but that's that's kind of a that's a little bit more of a flimsy reference i suppose it could apply that way but with well, the there, context that sure seems like
1: it was yeah. meant for something else it will, and one of the neat things about the bible that is at least for episcopalians is that it doesn't have to mean the same thing for all time. <clears throat> you know, we're, we're not fundamentalists where we say there's one meaning, we just have to figure out what it is, and then we live by that. So in the time of Jeremiah, people would have very much interpreted this to be a prophecy, um, really a sermon about kingly leadership. The <clears throat> um, shepherds are kings, and But then later, Christians remembering Jesus' self-description as the good shepherd, mm-hmm. say, oh, I wonder if this, you know, start to say, I wonder if this applies to Jesus as well. And hundreds of years pass as Christianity develops, and it kind of becomes set, oh, yeah, this, this very
0: well refers to Jesus. Yeah. And maybe it does. And maybe yeah maybe it does uh, maybe maybe Jesus was using it uh, specifically as a as a key reference point of, of taking you back to uh, a, a previous prophecy and, and, and uh, kind of referencing something that would have been common to a lot of the audience
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: uh, l- let me let me ask a little bit about the language that's used here in Jeremiah and I don't know if it's uh, necessarily... A uh a, an issue in translation or, or or what? But in in verse two, um, Jeremiah the, the Jeremiah uh, on behalf of the Lord says that hey, it's you who scattered my flock. Um, but then in the next verse, he talks about like oh, and I'm gonna gather them for, uh, out of all the lands that I've driven them. Is that just kind of a parsing of words of like you're the one who's driven them away? I'm the one who. Got them to where they are, and I'm going to bring them back. Is that the the subtle nuance of those statements? Because it, at first blush, it kind of seems like they contradict each other.
1: Yeah, I see your point. Um, yeah, and the Hebrew I think is ambiguous looking at it, and I'm no Hebrew scholar, so people know Hebrew better than I. Are saying you dolt? Of course, it. <laughs>
0: And yeah, that's the beauty of it. Uh, yes. For nothing more, so that you can listen to this podcast and go, "These guys are way off base." <laughs> anyway, right. I am solid in my faith on this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I my re, my looking at the Hebrew, reading of, of the Hebrew is a little uh, overblown, but my looking at the Hebrew, it, it's ambiguous. Subject verb noun construction, so to speak. It's it's not clear. So um <clears throat> the translation we use tries to do it word for word and <clears throat> leave it ambiguous. Probably if you look this up and translations aren't comfortable with this, it's been smoothed out.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um I do like the uh the, the language involved in uh the, the the subtle threat there in verse two um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, like uh, the, the threatening language that you're kind of like, Oh, Oh, okay. All right. Like, uh, Hey, you know, you know, you're the ones who scattered my flock. You've driven them away. You have not attended to them. So I will attend to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm sitting up street now. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Menacing, threatening, got it
1: <laughs> Yeah, um, that does sound like a good gangster movie line Yeah, know. yeah, yeah
0: Look, if you can't attend to it Someone will have to attend to you Yeah <laughs> No, no, I got it, boss I got it <laughs> um, uh, And then um, it, it, the, the, What's also interesting is uh, the, the, the way the, the, this section starts off The first verse uh, it, I'm kind of, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of sometimes the sayings that Jesus says where you're like, wait a minute, that's not how that works. And it's yeah. to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. And like my first instinct is why would, why would a shepherd ever do that? That's, that's <laughs> not the, not even remotely the job of the shepherd. I don't think you call them shepherds at that point. you've got the wrong title there. Bandits, thieves, wolves. Yeah, right. terrible, terrible people.
1: Well, and yeah, and that it. Yes, it's the same um, technique that Jesus uses, where yeah, people go what, 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 um, and it's to. Help people rethink what a king is supposed to be.
0: I, I, yeah, I guess I, I was gonna I was gonna say something along those lines of like it's it's such a bad job that you then realize like oh like you're not just calling these people out and saying like you're doing a really bad job it's like you are doing the most phenomenally worst job in the history of the universe. That you're doing the exact opposite of, of, of anything remotely close to what you're supposed to be doing. Like, no one has ever messed up the way you have messed up. <laughs> yes. In and, fact, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at, at, to
1: the levels at which you have messed up. Well, and, and circle back to where you started this of, you know, they're not even shepherds. I mean, why, why mm-hmm. call them that? And so God, because God really doesn't like kings. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. whenever Israel asks for a king, God says, you're going to regret this. Yeah. And so here it is, basically God saying, yeah, you thought these guys were shepherds and kings, and they're not worthy of the name even. As hmm. bad as kings are, they were worse.
0: Right. <laughs> I know kings, good sir, and you are not a king. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything, anything else about this uh, about this passage it's
1: very rich it's um, actually a sermon is how scholars classify it mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting and it was spoken again think of the people who Jeremiah is trying to encourage to return to the land from which they were taken and as we've been talking about for a couple of years there was a real hesitancy to go back so Mm -hmm. part of this is a reassurance of yeah you know the king screwed up so badly you literally lost everything but it's going to get better and it's worth worth another chance to return there one
0: more time yeah (laughs) this time without a shepherd that's not a shepherd please Right. Uh, well let's move on uh uh a, a, a real quick uh, uh point that uh there is a through line between the first reading and the psalm uh which is um the lord is my shepherd uh yeah. so uh, kind of cool shout but out but not uh, in the there. way that <laughs> yeah way. yeah
1: <clears throat> in a good way though the
0: yeah. lord is my shepherd <laughs> the one who does his job the way it's supposed to be done <laughs> thank you very much uh Psalm 23. So uh, let's move on to Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 11 through 22. So then remember that at one time, you Gentiles by birth called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall that is the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace. And might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near for through him with through him. Both of us have access in one spirit to the father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. With Christ Jesus Himself as the cornerstone, in Him the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. Now, this is only chapter 2 of Ephesians, but is this kind of a. Is this kind of uh, 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 the the main thrust of the the point of the book of like kind of breaking down these barriers, breaking down these walls and recognizing that people from either side are now united in this uh, in, in in crisis way? Is that kind of like the main idea? It's
1: not the main idea of the whole letter. That's certainly the main idea of this section. <clears throat> and it's... And, and, As we talked about last week, or maybe it was the week before, Ephesians is not a direct Paul writing, but is instead a gathering of some of Paul's thoughts edited or and some perhaps created by a close follower of Paul. So this is sort of the medley of Paul's greatest hits, genuine Paul's greatest hits um, from Romans and Corinthians and other letters of Paul. So it's not the point of the letter, but it's the point of Paul's ministry. Okay. Which, you know, it's a very fine line there. So yeah, I could, you, you, one could argue, yeah, that really is the point of the letter. And the rest of it is just expounding on that. And, yeah, that's true to a certain extent. But there's also the dynamic that the letter to the Ephesians has a number of sections that just sort of seem plopped there. Mm. Uh, that within themselves are coherent, but there's not a lot of transition to the
0: next one. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I have have to come out and say it. Uh, Verse 11, these are the worst gang names that I've ever heard in my (laughs) entire life. These are... They are no Jets and Sharks, let me tell you here. Uh, 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 You know, you're called... (laughs) "Quote unquote the uncircumcision by those who are called quote unquote the circumcision." They really got to work on this. I mean, did we get any better at uh, naming naming our, our our little groups here? Well, it's most of the
1: modern gang names are easier to fit on a jacket.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And 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 I might even be willing to put them on, on, on the face of a jacket. I don't. I don't see myself uh, putting this on in, in rhinestone or or steel studs or anything. So,
1: hello tattoos. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not going to go into thinking what those might look like. No, uh, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> who who called themselves this? Like is it, <laughs> like did, did 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 readers of this actually go like oh yeah totally I totally understand what it is you're saying because in my brain it's like wait. Who calls themselves <laughs> that? Are you calling me this? Is this my nickname to you? I'm pretty <laughs> insulted. <laughs> <laughs> my yes. name's Tom, by the way. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Um, got real my brain in here. <laughs> y- yes, though, people... Well, I should say,
0: men were divided. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess the women, the, the, the women were like, I know you're not calling me that,
1: <laughs> right? Um, that, it, okay, I'll step back a minute. In <laughs> in this time period, mm-hmm. the Greek and Roman. Ethic was the, the beautiful body and the perfect body. Okay. Um, which, you know, it, it, it's like Hollywood today or wherever you, show business center you want to imagine, where there's all sorts of efforts made to have the stars of the show look absolutely perfect mus- mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. Mus- with uh, muscle tone and coloring and everything else.
0: Right. Beautiful bone structure, musculature. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of life among men was lived in a naked form. That if you went to the gym, you were naked, if you competed in the Olympics, you were naked. Mm-hmm. Um, some forms of theater that you were naked, and so it was quite noticeable who was circumcised and who was not. Mm-hmm. And circumcised was seen as being primitive and backward and ugly. Mm. So it really was a big deal to the culture. And something that people did talk about is whether or not a, a individual, and especially whether a group of people were circumcised or not. And the Jewish people were the most famous for being circumcised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all this then is part of the argument that was taking place during Paul's lifetime. Of if you were to become a Christian as an adult male, do you have to be circumcised? So you look like the original Christians who were all Jewish men, mm-hmm. I mean, all Jew, all Jewish and the men were circumcised.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, is that, and it, it wasn't just a, so we all look the same. It was, very seriously taken as a sign of the covenant between God and humanity.
0: Sure. Sure. I could see where, um, new, groups of, of Roman and Greeks would, they might have this question, uh, of like, Hey, wait, but, um, you know, am I going to have to do this? Cause in a way it's kind of a deal breaker for me. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I get it.
1: Yeah. you know, it'll, it'll ruin my career or ruin my standing. In fact, there's even, um, historical evidence, of men having a circumcision reversed. Mm. I, I, I don't even want to think about what that was like.
0: No, but, no, we're moving on. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know, that's, that, it really was a big deal. Yet another mm. People Magazine version of the Bible, I guess. Um, so, yes, Paul is referring, or the writer of Ephesians is referring to a real thing of mm. the circumcised versus the uncircumcised. Uh, and there, there are arguments about if you were not circumcised, you could not um, exercise leadership within the Christian community because you really weren't committed.
0: Hmm. hmm. Uh, so, so yeah. So again, one of the another one of the barriers being referenced that like no, 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 this doesn't have to be a thing uh, that, that, right. that that keeps you out or keeps us from uh, um, working together and being a part of the same whole. Uh, the the <clears throat> so it's interesting as you were talking about the um, uh, fascination with the physical form. Is that one of the reasons why uh, Paul time and again, you utilizes like the body a- as yeah. kind of an example, you know, the hand doesn't say to the foot and the, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. utilizing the human form as reference for kind of some sort of analogy. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. That makes, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a hugely
1: powerful cultural symbol.
0: Yeah, it, it, kind of speaking in the language that he knew his audience would, you know, understand and appreciate uh, maybe yeah. more than, than others.
1: Yeah, so that's kind and of he was not the only philosopher type to use that kind of vocabulary around mm-hmm. the body. So, yeah, it, people go, oh, okay, yeah, we understand this. Hmm. I think probably right, you know. in some ways better than um, current Westerners do,
0: hmm. but
1: that's a whole nother discussion.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. <laughs> Uh, Anything else before we move on to the gospel reading? I should just move on. And we're moving on. Uh, Mark (laughs) chapter 6, verse 30 through 34, and then 53 to 56. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them with many things. Uh, then when they had crossed over, they came to the land uh, uh, at Gennesaret, uh, if I'm saying that right, and more the boat. Enough. Uh, and moored the boat and they, when they got out of the boat people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard, heard he was and wherever he went into villages or cities or farms they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak and all who touched it were healed um, so long story short they did not get their leisure uh, that they so, right. <laughs> um, what is. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask my usual question uh, in, in uh, uh, lectionary arrangements like this. What did we skip? We jumped from 34 to 53. What's, what's in the middle?
1: Um, feeding of the thousands.
0: <clears throat> and
1: um, <throat> Jesus walking on water.
0: Okay. Okay. And so essentially two stories that in would in their own right be electionary reading and are, um, and will be. Yeah. And, and will be. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, it's less fascinating uh, when it's like, uh, Oh, well, you know, there's this like middle piece and it doesn't really, it really breaks up the flow and is mm-hmm. <laughs> counterintuitive to the point. Otherwise or something like that. Those are fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but you can kind of see though that, that this is so these are kind of the bookends to that story. Quite so. And um, um, so being arranged together, it's almost you know, almost in a way exhausting because you realize that they're they're just trying to get away to eat and have a, a respite for themselves and they can't do that. And then all and then further knowledge that you know they they you know fed a whole bunch of people and uh Jesus walked on water and it's like boy do you ever do you ever take a break i mean right
1: <laughs> yeah that that's the strength of having it all together is that you get a almost frantic sense of what the day-to-day lives of the apostles were
0: right yeah, I mean, is, is, is it kind of implied, the way Mark puts it together, that this is all done in a single day? or
1: It's, it's implied it was within um, maybe two days.
0: Okay, I mean, it's, like a, a, a relatively brief period of time. Yeah,
1: and one thing to keep in mind is in Mark, all of Jesus' public ministry, from his being baptized by John the Baptist to being crucified and resurrected, takes place in one year. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's. Packed.
0: <clears throat> gotcha. So this Whereas is so kind of like a. John
1: has three years, so he has a little more leisure in his narration.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like a, this is, this is the Jesus tour. I mean, this is, this kind of gives you like a, a, a this would be the part in uh, like the, 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 Ken Burns documentary <laughs> uh, talking about, uh, you know, the, 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 how, how uh, frantic it was for the Beatles to to go from this yes. show to that show, and how they had very little downtime, uh, and maybe only oh, only a, a brief moment in the bus going from you know one one spot yeah, to another. Yeah, and everyone's absolutely crashed, crashed, yeah, flung
1: yeah. over the seats as best they can, and just getting right. some shut eye,
0: and 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 tons of people surrounding the the, 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 the van as they get in. So that yeah. Um, that that's kind of the the imagery that we get of like just just throngs of people and and uh, constant um, uh, constant desire to to see him to hear from him to be healed by him and the, in, in expressly uh, uh, stated here um, where was it uh, he had compassion for them yes. so like verse thirty four is on the heels of them talking about, hey, we're going to try to get away. Um, and when, when it says, he said to them, that's Jesus talking. Hey, let's go away to a, a deserted place. And then verse 34, um, uh, when that deserted place wasn't so deserted anymore, he still had compassion to, uh, for them yeah. uh, because uh, uh, in reference back here to our, our first reading, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Um, so even though he was looking for relaxation and quiet, uh, he recognized he wasn't going to find it there and still served uh, those that he found.
1: Um, which... Yeah, it's an interesting picture, to me anyway, of the close followers of Jesus um, taking the, the boat across the um, Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. And the, the crowd being so in need of what Jesus had to say that they sprinted around the bottom of the lake mm-hmm. and met them when they got to their side. Mm-hmm. And presumably picked up people along the way and stuff to make it an even bigger crowd. And uh, you, know, you, you saw a picture, I think to get it accurately, when the when Jesus and his group arrive in their boat, there's you know, a couple dozen people to help pull the boat to the shore and help them uh, climb through the mud and all that. And as they're doing that, dozens and dozens more people are arriving, some who had been on the other side of the lake, some who heard uh, th- as they passed through a couple villages that Jesus was going to uh, be showing up nearby. And uh, so this not so gradual, but, um, almost like a stadium doing a wave back in the day. Mm -hmm. We're growing more and more and more. And yeah, Jesus couldn't say, um, don't know why you're here. Go away. I need to pray.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It definitely does drive home the point of like, uh, um, Jesus and I are not on the same wavelength. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> like I read this, and I would be, I would be like the uh, uh, um, the, the quintessential to, to bring it back to one of our favorite uh, uh, lenses to view some of these writings through. Uh, very much a Monty Python of like, now everybody. Go away! Yeah, <laughs> you know uh, that would. We finally probably... got my Python in today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I definitely would not. I, I don't think I would be all about it. Uh, it, it the, the way that the ver- the the reading starts off, it uh, sounds like he's kind of already spent and needs yep. a break. And uh, I'm, I don't know how relaxing that boat ride was across, uh, but that certainly would well, not have been enough for me.
1: Remember <laughs> and. And if we had read straight through, it was not a relaxing boat ride. Um, Jesus actually had to walk,
0: <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so yeah. I. I. I uh, uh, we, we are. We are. We are not on the on the same page. Uh, uh, Jesus and I on certain things, and and in, in a way, rightly so. But uh, uh, yeah, this is just another. Uh, unlike when we referenced, like the example of like finding uh, common ground yeah. with uh, King David and seeing ourselves yeah. in him, this is uh, I do not see myself in Jesus in this moment. <laughs> I do not. I don't. I do not see the compassion uh, that he clearly, uh, clearly had. Um, <clears throat> which, which is a good thing to be conscious
1: of, mm-hmm. because when we fall into the the pit of Oh, I have to live just like Jesus. Yeah, you know, stories like this remind us. No, I couldn't do that.
0: Right, right. And don't. I, I need don't, to. Leave. This is the Bible saying. Don't hurt yourself.
1: Yes. <laughs> don't try
0: this at home, kids. <laughs> don't, um, don't, don't strain so hard. You're not gonna. You're not gonna achieve it. It's fine. You will <laughs> not be
1: able to multiply loaves and fishes. You will not right. be able to walk across the lake. Mm-mm. And therefore, don't expect yourself to. Be able to respond with compassion towards this massive crowd uh, yeah. however that manifests itself in your own life instead be ben be bruce be whoever you are and know that you're you are only human you're not mm-hmm. human and divine as jesus was right
0: right it's it's it is good that we are not the same you and i <laughs> yes <laughs> <clears throat> it's, Otherwise, it's okay. this would just
1: be in harmony. This podcast,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. Um, now, I want to ask you your opinion, uh, real quick. There, there's there's a strong tendency to uh, say that everything, everything that's written in the gospel about Jesus, that Jesus does and says, uh, that it's very intentional. So, let me get your opinion yeah. about how this uh, reading understanding that it's been edited, but still that this reading imp- implies that, uh, Jesus had intentions of doing something that didn't pan out for him, which for some people, how they interpret uh, or choose to interpret the Bible doesn't really mesh because everything, like I said, everything has a reason. Everything has meaning. Every, uh, everything, No. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> okay i was i was kind of curious because that's that's kind of how i see like this is this is in a strong example to me of how jesus has clear intentions right but can but rolls with the punches just like you and i do like yeah
1: i think this is actually a
0: slave to forces outside his control
1: and i i think yes well i wouldn't say slave
0: but well, yes, you know,
1: he, yeah, he is more, more of a turn of phrase there, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it, I think this is a good example of how God is limited because God has chosen to work with the human race and God chose to give the human race free will. So just mm-hmm. as Jesus when he was incarnate human had to deal with Peter's screw ups and the crowds and all that stuff. And like you say, roll with the punches, but also, um, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. So Mm -hmm. God does with each day of each one of our lives where we might say no to a great idea that God has. And so God has to come up with a plan B. Right. Because we refuse to exercise our free will and follow God and God's ideas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, this is actually a very good physical image about how God's will gets done, and it's not always the way that God would like it to get done. Mm -hmm. Might might take a number of tries.
0: Right. Uh, Very much a a call to the uh, imagery that I utilize a lot, especially in dealing with how humankind uh, and, and God interact very much like a parent. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, how, how many times as a parent uh, have you wanted something for your child and it doesn't get done the way that you think is best yeah. <laughs> or most expedient or proper uh, um, as, as, as a parent of teenagers? Always.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, if I have apologies, but with um, – my son, William, sorry, William, uh, I could tell when he needed a nap when he was uh, young, younger, end of adolescence. Mm-hmm. And so if I told him, go take a nap, he yeah, I don't want to take a nap. He was a little nicer than that. But what I learned to do was tell him to go clean his room. And <laughs> instead of cleaning his room, after about 30 seconds, he just lay down on his bed or the floor and fall asleep. Hmm. And and then it was kind of funny to watch him come out of his room and you know close the door so I couldn't see what he had done or not done. But if he looked rested, my goal was achieved. <laughs> right, right. And if right. he cleaned his room, a secondary goal was achieved, not as good as the first, uh, but that hardly ever happened. Uh, so yes, God has to deal with us like a parent, and you know say take this step in this direction, knowing that if we do that. There's a very good chance we'll take the next three steps that God really needs us to take.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, I have, to, I have to have a. God has to really be <laughs> on God's toes when <laughs> dealing right. with the human race. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I very much like that imagery because it, uh, it helps me relate quite a lot. Yeah. And then realize uh, 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 what a handful I must be. Um. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean for you to do it like that, but I right. guess at the end of the day, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Little glue, some nails. I I think we can make this okay.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So so uh, so yeah. That's uh, that's me in a nutshell. Um anything else about the gospel reading it's deep it's deep it's deep uh, gotta gotta leave something for your homily yeah so, that's
1: true fuck. yeah this is one that could probably get a month of homilies out of easily so yeah we'll we'll see what god gives me <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't don't though don't. don't. I mean, I, I'm all I'm all for sermon series, but uh, maybe not a month worth. No, uh, no I no, I, I won't do that.
1: <laughs> and I won't give a month of homily on one Sunday. <laughs> don't, don't want you to run out of hey, video look, bandwidth for, for the
0: for the Christian church I grew up with. That is a single service. <laughs> True. True. So, um so um, but yeah that the, the, with that I think we'll call to a close mm-hmm. uh, This your podcast for July 18th the eighth Sunday after Pentecost uh, as, as we pointed off uh, in, in at the top of the uh, broadcast a uh, lot of stuff still going on feel free to reach out to us at shortcut at dot org with any questions concerns ideas any uh, uh, Poetry, haiku, whatever you want. Yeah, Uh, we love
1: poetry and haiku. Exactly. Um, Photos. just
0: photos, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, messing with you. Let's keep going. What else you got? (laughs) Monterrey Road
1: examples.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Movie recommendations. You know the whole bit.
1: Um, Just let us know if it's copyrighted or not.
0: But uh, but yeah, uh, and, and uh, as has been the case uh, since we've been back in person uh, for a while now, um, we have uh, uh, in-person, uh, maskless if you're vaccinated, uh, 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 fully vaccinated, uh, uh, church services on Sunday at 8, and another one at 10, the 10 o'clock service is also live broadcast, so long as technology... And the fates align, um, but uh, but is available on our YouTube channel uh, thereafter at, uh, at uh, goodness, what is it? HFEC videos on YouTube. Uh, uh, links are also at the website. So if you go to the website, like we said, you get it all.
1: Uh, you really <laughs> that's do. right.
0: You you really do get it all at the website. So and until next week, I'm Ben and I'm Bruce, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.